tonight we are going to continue with the word on favor as it's with the stream that we have been taught to follow we have been taught from the word of god there's always a stream that we flow we flow from the stream hallelujah we are in a stream hallelujah praise god the stream is in a, a, is a is a particular uh unique anointing god has placed us so that we'll flow together in that hallelujah pastor has released the stream and i always like to follow that stream because there you will never go wrong there every battle will be won there if you fall you will get up again if you enemy gets into your stream he will be defeated oh yeah yeah sickness will not affect your life covid will not dare to come and touch you because when you move in the stream god has placed you hallelujah you will be built up come on somebody this night some of you are going to be built up for the glory of jesus christ i'm happy tonight hallelujah to tell that we are moving in the anointing god has placed upon our man of god pastor rajesh and hallelujah he has released a stream through the holy spirit Holy Spirit is the one who releases the stream. Hallelujah. Stream belongs to the Holy Spirit. And when you come into that stream, hallelujah, praise God. You step into the river of God. You step into the miraculous of God. You step into the impossible of God. You step into the favor of God. You step into the testimonies of God. You step into the authority of God. You step into the eyesight of God. You step into the future of God. You step into things that you never thought you would step in. Hallelujah. You step into a hallelujah. Like Paul said, I don't know whether in my body or my spirit, I was caught up in the heavens. You will be caught up. Come on somebody tonight. Hallelujah. Tonight, I want to continue on that word favor. Some of you are going to be caught up. Some of you are going to be like John in Patmos. You were sitting, hallelujah, praise God, suffering over something. But tonight, hallelujah, some of you are going to be caught up in the spirit of God. Oh, Rabbi, And God, just as God showed many things to John, some of you are going to be shown what's going to happen in the future. You will not be surprised, hallelujah, what's happening. You will not be caught, hallelujah, unaware. God is about to tell his church what he's going to do, hallelujah, in our lives. Pastor said in his ministry, there are three teachings that brought revival. Number one, was a teaching on the Holy Spirit of God. Number two was a teaching on the second coming of the Lord. And he believes this is the third teaching that is going to give us a turnaround for a revival, for a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Praise God. For a turnaround, for a breakthrough, for nations to be open for the gospel of Jesus Christ like never been before. And if you receive this word into your heart, hallelujah, who knows? You will be the one God is going to raise up. Hallelujah. In such a time as this, like Esther. Hallelujah. That's why we are taking a scripture from the book of Esther again. Esther chapter 2 and the 17th verse. The Bible says, The king loved Esther more than all the other women. And she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made a queen instead of Vashti. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Just as God raised up wash 
God is raising up a generation, a new generation who will walk in the favor of God. Let His grace and anointing, the same anointing that was in Asta, the same anointing that was released by the man of God, be the same anointing that will function in your life. If you believe that, put your hands together and give a clap offering to Jesus. I see demons, Belzebub, are a demon of flies that is attacking some of the minds of the people. Hallelujah, be set free and be released. Your mind is being freed to serve the Lord and to walk in the goodness of God. The title pastor gave was I am favored above all Lift your voice and say I am favored above all God has favored me above all Look at two people Smile at them With confidence and assurance and God has favored me above all This should be the testimony Of everybody who is listening to the word tonight That God has favored me above all Among my family Among my generation In the city In the nation In the nations of the world God has favored me above all Put your heads together If that is your testimony If that's what you believe Tonight let the presence of Jesus come upon you Let the power of the anointing be manifested Hallelujah Let it be like a mantle over your life Oh ready to catch the mantle Hallelujah Say with me I'm favored above all What is favor? In the beginning of the word I said These are some of the things that The servants of the God said about favor They've experienced in their lives during this season Might be some of your experiences too God doing something special and something different, distinguishing for me. Get ready to expect the unexpected for some of you. You had unexpected moments in your life that God suddenly has chosen you out of nobody, nowhere. Hallelujah. Like these boys who would have thought they would have come and dance to the Lord in such a hallelujah, praise God, short time as there's nobody in you. We did not plan it. The Holy Spirit led us to do it. Unqualified or make qualified. You're given an unfair advantage in the world. But God's eye on you, His spotlight, His spotlight is on you. Wherever you go, there is a light that is following you. That is going to be some of your experiences. The spotlight, the light of God's presence is going to follow you. Come on, somebody. It's going to single you out for the glory of Jesus Christ. If you believe it, oh, say Amen, 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 Amen. It's where you will know you're special and there is something different about you. That's Caleb and Joshua felt. God is good. God is with us. Oh, hallelujah. A with us moment. Don't know why, but I know He's with me. I know the word says God is with me, but I know it in my know it and know it. God is with me in this. What is the favor of God? Pastor said, favor of God is giving you an opportunity. Jesus grew in the favor with God and with man. It is God and man giving you an opportunity. The right people are giving you an opportunity. The right people are calling you. I believe the right people are calling you. Just as Jesus have called Peter, God is calling you. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He said, come, 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 come. Walk in the waters of life. Walk in the waters of the miraculous. Come. Peter's law remembers. Some of the Peters in the church are going to remember this moment. But God said, come. Come on, somebody. Unforgettable moments God is going to release over your life. 
Oh, hallelujah. Unforgettable moments. Come on, somebody. Unforgettable moments. The Holy Spirit is telling, I don't know, for somebody. Unforgettable moments. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's a prophetic. It's a prophetic word. Somebody wants to receive it, receive it. And you will never forget this word. It will be an unforgettable moment in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, Rabba, Shinda, Rabba, Pastor said, you know, he remembered the time when he stepped out for the Lord and my dad who was ministering to the Lord that time gave him an opportunity, you know, and my his spiritual father giving an opportunity to serve the Lord. You know, he would go to his spiritual father and he would ask to, as a young boy, lay hands on the sick, lay cast, teaching him to cast out the demons. As a young boy, just going into the ministry, you know, after uh, 20 years of, you know, life in the world and Hallelujah, what not? And suddenly here is the favor of God giving an opportunity to stand with the best and to cast out the demons. God is telling that He is giving you the grace and the favor to stand with the best and serve the Lord. Hallelujah. If you believe it, put your hands together. I release that word. I release an anointing. In the last days, in this time, God is raising up a generation to stand with the best in the front line, to stand for the gospel and to proclaim that He is Lord to the glory of the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Kingdom should always be first. You know, God has called us to a comfortable life. No question about it. When you read the Bible, God has called us to a comfortable life. Why does God bless us and favors us? He wants you to have a comfortable life. There. Number one. Number two. He blesses us, favors us to reveal how much He loves us. Amen. But both are held together by the third one. He blesses us with the kingdom agenda. Praise the Lord. So many people forget about the kingdom agenda. Bible says, first seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. The number one reason, Hallelujah, God favors us and what connects everything together is to have a kingdom agenda. He blesses us, it gives us wealth to have a kingdom agenda. Sometimes some of you say, what is the delay Lord? I'm, I want a financial breakthrough. He's cutting that flesh out of you. He's cutting that uh, flesh out of you so that you will actually understand the purpose and the plan behind our wealth transfer. Hallelujah. And once he does it, he will release it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, it's an opportunity for kingdom. It was not our choice. God chose us. We are not making a way and going through it. But God is making a way for us. Tonight, He is making a way for you and me. 
open your mouth, believe it and say, God is opening up a way for you and for me in the name of Jesus. Let those ways be open. Let those ways be seen. Let those ways be manifested. Let those ways, hallelujah, praise God, be in front of us. Ah, yeah, yeah. Visible to us. Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Something has taken over me. My God. Hallelujah. Supernatural ways. Opportunity. Look at this woman called Esther. An ordinary village girl. An orphan girl. A captive girl. Esther found favor in the sight of the king. Overnight. It is called opportunities. Hallelujah. Everybody say opportunities. It is said opportunities always disguise themselves as obstacles we can see our weaknesses and shortcomings as obstacles we may feel unworthy but God doesn't want us to have a feeling of unworthiness he's telling you hallelujah ah you are a special child you are favored you are deeply favored you are highly favored in the midst of an obstacles Hallelujah. You discover. Great discoveries are found in obstacles. Greatest worthiness are felt when you feel unworthy. You go after the Lord and suddenly you say, My God, I'm greatly blessed and I'm so greatly beloved. I'm such a time as this. I'm placed some that, that in this place, special place in this world because I'm greatly loved. Wow, 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 wow. Opportunities always disguise themselves as obstacles. Number two, an opportunity widens for people who patiently prepare. Everybody say prepare. There will be opportunities, but there is also our part to prepare for it accordingly. In Esther chapter 1, during King Ahasuerus, third year of reign, the Bible says in Esther chapter 2 and the 17th verse, Queen Vashti was put out. He says, in the third year of king's reign, in Esther chapter 2 verse 17, in the third year of king's reign, Queen Vashti was put out. But it was only in the seventh year, in Esther chapter 2 and the 17th verse, you will see it was only in the seventh year, Esther was chosen. Hallelujah. So nearly for four years, when you study Esther chapter 1, the time when Vashti was put out and Esther was chosen, there was a gap of four years. For what? Because it took four years for God to prepare Vashti. I mean, Esther, pardon me. It took four years for God to prepare Esther. Many are called by God but people are not willing to prepare. Some people want to do big businesses, but they don't want to prepare for it. Esther prepared for four years. We do not know the full details of it, but somewhere God prepared Esther. She surrendered herself for that. Hallelujah. Now my trainer is 27 years old. Much younger than me. I said, sir, can you do it? I said, as a pastor, I expect people to submit to me. I submit to you. Because I want to be prepared. I want my body to look fit. 
I want my body to be prepared. I said, you know better than me. If you tell I can do it, I'll do it. More than a physical trainer. More than a pastor. Come on. This is heavenly God who has chosen you. Come on. The creator of the universe. The creator of the world. One who has chosen the weak. Hallelujah. The foolish. Hallelujah. To shame that were wise. He knows. He knows you. And when he has chosen you, you have to surrender yourself to prepare. Look at somebody and say, always prepare yourself. I tell the music ministry, don't come here without preparing, without spending time with the Lord. Why? Sometimes, you know, we might not be seeing the dream happen in the very year that we saw the dream. When God gives you a prophecy, it may not happen immediately. It takes time. Look at Esther. One year itself, spa treatment. Wow. Praise God. That's why it is said, you know, even if you are favored, you should be patient. Not a patient, but you should be patient. You should be willing to wait upon the Lord and willing to wait upon the Lord with the right attitude. Knowing that he who called you is faithful. Considering, Bible says Abraham considered him faithful. Who is able to perform all things. Come on somebody. Jeremiah says, I will watch over the word to perform it. So there is a time that you need to know God is watching over the word. He has not forgotten it. Come on somebody tonight. Oh, Rabba, Shanta, Brodos, Tereba. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, it's a strong anointing upon you, son. Hallelujah, tonight. Hallelujah, Rabba, Shanta, Brodos, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I can sense an angel standing behind you. Hallelujah. Victory by the blood of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Some people say they are waiting on the Lord, but they're simply saying it's just a spiritual talk. They say I'm waiting on the Lord. They say I'm waiting for His works to be revealed. They simply say it because they spend most of the time watching movies on Netflix, abusing the pastor, without worship, without prayer, simply sitting. It's not waiting, simply sitting. Depending on the level of opportunity, you need to be patient. What does it mean to wait with the right attitude in those times? Before she became queen for four years, she learned to walk like a queen. She walked as queen should walk. There is a way to walk as a queen. Before she became the queen, she walked like a queen. Her attitude was like an attitude of a queen, not like a pauper, like a slave girl. She practiced that. How to talk, how to behave, what to do, what not to do. Oh, come on somebody. It is as plain as possible. She already began to act in faith. 
how she was going to be if you have understood that you have the favor of god that god has kept a future for you accordingly your speech your posture your conversations your walk should change hallelujah in private and in public hallelujah now two things in a christian one is the reputation that is who you are in public but one is the character who you are in private only god knows it both are important god is saying i'm seeing your private your conversations your posture your comments so get it right informations that does not produce results are not important in your life you need to be focused on the informations that is necessary in your life there is a saying in english we don't rise to the level of our goals but we fail to the level of our system we don't rise to the level of our goals but we fall not fade but we fall to the level of our system number 3 the person who wins and the person who loses have the same dream same goal what is the difference then the difference is that one who has created a system in place in order to win Usain Bolt may train for 14 hours because he wants to be first beat the record in 100 meters race he trains himself prepares himself for that there are others who have run 100 meters race but they have come to watch the race there's a difference in how the system is in place one is wanting to be be the first one or other people also run but they are just come to watch the race The difference about Usain Bolt is he might keep the alarm for 3 a.m. to have a protein drink, to go to gym at 5 a.m., to get a track at 6 a.m., and at 8 a.m. he heads to the body conditioning camp. Again, he goes back to the track. Hallelujah. Come on somebody tonight. If you want to be a man of God, a woman of God, you want to be someone who has the favor of God, you have to have a system in place. whether it's your prayer life whether it is about your calling but if you don't pray you don't have a system you have to set that system tonight you should say according to the dream according to the calling that i have i should set these hours for my prayer and appointment with god i should study god's word some people have a calling but they don't have a knowledge of god's word i've seen me over the years good potential but they don't spend the time going through the messages that has been given over the years how can god use them but there are some people they create time some of you say i don't have time you have to create time mary what you have chosen is better both martha and mary had the same problem same worries but she created the time to sit at the feet of the lord and god said jesus said what you have chosen is better and it shall not be taken away from you you know what i understood at that place he said 
both have the same busy schedule both have the same headaches both have the same life but Martha was dealing with her cares for Mary Jesus was dealing with her cares that's the difference Hallelujah Blessed be the name of the Lord I'm not saying sit at home not to do anything no 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 I'm saying you need to create time spend time with God prayer life as a priority study the word of God going through the talks that has been given on favor hallelujah instead of listening to 100 people go through the impartations the series on the favor till it is manifested till that is what you sleep on till is what you dream on till that is what your speech is all about and say Lord I need an impartation from the man of God I need to value that hallelujah praise God hallelujah nobody will reach anywhere without an impartation from the man of God God has placed you if you attack him you are attacking your destiny you are attacking your ministry you are attacking your life you are attacking your children's life you are attacking hallelujah and you are digging a hole for your own life don't do that don't touch the anointed of God don't touch them put a system in place Every month, like a tithe, out of 30 days, you know, at least three days spent time in fasting and praying as the Holy Spirit leads you. That's how you build a system. You have a dream, you want to be useful for the King, you want to serve God, you want to be a worship leader, but if you don't worship at home, the worship on the stage is just a gimmick. I tell the people, you should worship the same way that you worship at home. In the church, looking at somebody's worship and you will know how, how many time, how much time they spend in worship at home. We might be trying to bring the best atmosphere into your home, but nothing, nothing matters to any of the worship leaders. Nothing matters to me. Nothing matters to God. Hallelujah. If the presence of God is missing. If you're worshipping at home, it will be radiated out of you when you come here. Hallelujah. Otherwise, if you're coming here to minister, you will see you are under immense stress to do something. Other just flows. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Day and night, night and day, living sins around. Day and night, night and day. Day and night, night and day, living sins around. 
day and night, night and day, let incense arrive. Day and night, night and day, let incense arrive. Day and night, night and day. You are worthy of Hallelujah. Worship should flow. What is in your secret life will be manifested in your public life. Usually it is said if God is using somebody in public, it means that he has a private life. I believe that the lockdown specifically will be used by the Holy Spirit to privately prepare us so that when the lockdown is over, hallelujah, that you will be publicly used for the glory of Jesus Christ. Let us pray that, hallelujah, secret relationship with God will be strengthened today through the power of His love. There is a time certain people bend their knees before God and nobody sees it. There is a time they worship the Lord. I mean, there is a discipline. Or if you just put up on a stage and some lights and try to take the mic and preach, nothing happens. Hallelujah. It's usually said if you want to see if a person is genuine man or a woman of God, just look at his generation. If the generations are also serving the Lord, you know that the things are right at home. Pastor gave the example of my dad. He said he knows he's a genuine man of God because all the three children are serving the Lord. He said, I am serving the Lord. I have that kind of a discipline. It's because I've learned it from my daddy. I've seen him ministering time and again for the Lord and the genuineness of his love for Jesus has flown through the next generation. So there is a system that he put in place through the Holy Spirit. That's why we are serving the Lord. That's why my children will serve the Lord in their time. My generation will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. By the help of the Holy Spirit, we will make sure that our church and our children, our generation, everything is system is put in place that they'll step on. Hallelujah. And bring the glory of God down. If you believe it, oh, lift your hands and give Him praise and shout. Hallelujah. So you always fall to the level of the system that you built. If there is no system, it's not to the level of goals. Everyone keeps goals, visions, dreams. But if you need to be f- fruitful in the church, you have to be rooted. You have to be faithful into that system. That's a system to be rooted. To belong to the community, to the church. It's a system. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I have a little girl from Pakistan who's just getting to know the Lord. But learn to get into a system to learn to value the word, the little bit of word, the very little. And during the lockdown, things are happening in her life. Because somewhere, the cot, the system, to be in that system, 
to receive the word. Very little, very, very little. If that can happen to a child who's just getting to know the Lord, come on. We, the church who know the covenant of God. Baba, Shanda Bradasti. Tonight, God is giving you wisdom to build a God-given system in our lives. Lift your hands and say, receive it, Lord, in Jesus' name. It can be reading the Bible, praying in tongues, in your finances. If you need financial breakthroughs and miracles, a financial system to be made, put in place. Pastor said he kept a system in his life that I will not waste a moment. He said, he will not waste a moment in his life. Even he said, the failures that I experienced, he said, he will use that also for his advantage. Even in a little thing, where to say thank you, to celebrate something, to create memories, to encourage people. He said, I will not waste time. I will not even waste my failures or mistakes. I learn from it. Come on, somebody tonight. If you have many mistakes, blessed are you. But you'll never make another because you've made enough <laughs> to learn. <laughs> In the past, he said, Pastor said he had an attitude of taking life as it comes. But now he said, even if it is honoring the father and mother, he said, the system in place, even though, you know, he said he always knew that there were times he would get angry when something was uncomfortable happens. He says, he has put a system and he stopped that. He said, even if they kill me or beat me, I'll still respect them, love them, honor them. I will only speak things that appreciate them, build their lives. The system of honoring the parents. There's a first commandment with a blessing. If uh, you said you will pray for somebody, you will pray. It's a system. Too many of us say we'll pray and we don't pray. Philemon chapter 1 and the fourth verse says, Philemon chapter 1 verse 4. Small chapter in the New Testament. I thank my God making mention of you always in my prayers. Paul is saying, I make mention of you in my prayers. He was praying for the church in Corinth, the church of Ephesus. The, but to Philemon he says, I'm praying for you also as a pastor. Together with that, he said, I'm making mention of you. He's created a system. For some people, we need to always, uh, you know, say we pray, but we don't pray. Some people always need prayers. We don't pray for that person. He's always looking for ways to fall. <laughs> because every now and then, you know, there are some people who are experts to put the, their hands into the mouth of the devil. And put the correct places to, for him to bite. I mean, they mastered it. That's why sometimes, you know, men of God get up out of nowhere as mosquito biting them at 3 o'clock and the mosquitoes keep biting them. <laughs> Somebody is messing at 3 o'clock. How to, some people I don't know they, they have this habit of how to get into trouble you call them how to get into trouble brother and sister mm-hmm. 
That's why, you know, as pastors, we might not have time to respond to everybody's messages. But because a system has to be built that if you say, we pray for somebody. Somebody said yesterday, just coming through the Bombay roads, you know, one of the guys, you know, they, you just went to take a computer from uh, from repair and the entire building came down, lost his life. The wife was just taking a reverse and waiting for her husband. Three hours under the building, he lost his life. It was a friend of one of the girls in the church. Pray to comfort that family. When you say you'll pray, pray. For that, you need to respond. You need to, you need to, you need to have a system. And when the Holy Spirit convicts you to speak to somebody after prayer, you need to do that. You'll do that. You'll respond then. Sometimes you'll be late, late to respond to people. Sometimes people get upset because you know we cannot sincerely say yes to everyone. Call everyone. But because there's a system where we have to pray. I've learned my pastors this faithfulness. The Bible says, be faithful in prayer. I've not seen anybody who's so faithful in his prayer life. Think about Apostle Paul praying for hours in between. He has to preach, write letters, prepare messages. If a pastor is married, you have to take care of your kids. Sometimes, you know, you're praying and someday they're knocking at the door. So what I've seen, you know, for people who sometimes think, I don't have time to spend with because I, I spend time with the Lord in prayer. I have to serve the Lord. Let me tell you, this is my experience. If that you, you keep that as your priority, you take your time to take care of your kid. Otherwise, I've seen that there are things that you can't do, God will do for them. There are things that you can't do, God will do even better. Because you have put a system to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. What you carry from God's presence, it might be a hug that you give it to them after 3-4 hours of prayer that will be imparted into their spirit. And when they get up, they don't know what happened to them. Tonight, I pray all those who are serving God, all those who are serving dads and moms, I pray, hallelujah, when you come out of that room, impart something into your children. Lay hands upon them. Make them say, hallelujah, Jesus, I love you. And I pray, hallelujah, something will change in their lives for better. We have to set a system to see dreams, to create memories, to learn from our mistakes and be to be patient. What the system means? It means to have a plan, a process. If you are saying you're waiting for the coming of the Lord, but you don't prepare for it, it's a use. It's like saying I'm going to Dubai, but you don't even pack your bags. It's like if you say that you're going to school, but you don't wear your uniform. It is like if you say that you're going for work, but you are in your lunky and sitting at home or pajamas. 
Lift your hands and say, Lord, help me to prepare myself. Grace to prepare me to prepare myself as a church, Lord. We ask you tonight, Lord, to give us the grace to prepare as a church for the coming revival to be used in this city even mightily Lord to use in the nations of the world to be used in the front line for the gospel of Jesus Christ we are give ourselves offer ourselves surrender us we want ourselves Lord to be used to be prepared hallelujah in the name of Jesus hallelujah she began to walk like a queen even before she went to meet the king she would get only one moment that's why he prepares you because there are times we will only get one moment there are men of god they get one moment to hold the mic but they bring the glory of god down some of you need to be prepared because when you get that one moment you should bring heaven down you should bring the glory of god down hallelujah praise the lord blessed be the name of the lord some people you can give them thousand opportunities be so dry When God gives you an opportunity, the opportunity will be always bigger than you. Come on somebody tonight. Hallelujah. When you make an opportunity, it is in the level of your intelligence. When God gives you an opportunity, it will always be bigger than you. That's why he wants to prepare you. Come on somebody tonight. Are you getting this thing into your spirit? God blesses you to be a blessing. You have to become a blessing. God gives your influence accordingly to be an influence for his kingdom. When God gives you a business, he gives success for that business. But if you're not doing anything for the kingdom of God, there is something wrong. Why did God lift you up? Why did God raise up Esther and lift her up to stand in the gap for God's people? Oh, hallelujah. God favors you for a purpose. Open your mouth and declare, God favors me for a purpose. It's very important to have a purpose-driven life. Not any purpose, but a purpose of God. It's not selfish. It's not for my agenda. It's not for my ambition. It is for me to do something in God's kingdom for His glory. If God calls me at number five, I want to be excellent at number five. If God calls me at number 10, I want to be excellent at number 10. If God calls me number one, hallelujah, it doesn't matter. But what God calls you to me, I want to be excellent at the place, excellent at the thing. No, no competition. When you are excellent in the place God has placed you, there is no need of competition. Oh, come on. It can be through your business, your workplace, your family life, through your generation. Hallelujah. God can use you. So surrender yourself tonight to glorify the Lord through it. Amen. Let's look at a few characters from the book of Esther and let's pray together. Number one, Vashti. Her only problem is that she refused to come. She refused to show up when the king called her. Who calls you is matters. When my pastor calls, I'll cut your call. While I'm speaking to you, many of the people know. I might be telling you something important. My pastor calls, I will not even give you a signal. I just cut. When the mentors God has put above you call, there's a different response that I have. Some of you is the opposite. 
you cut the pastor's call when the boss calls up. In your workplace, your boss is important. If you respond to him like you respond to a co-worker, Baida. It's a problem, da. You are the place where you are, da. You can't do that. How will you get favor? If your husband calls you and if you respond to him like you respond to the call of our relative or a neighbor or, or even some of you respond to your husband as if, you know, you're responding him to a servant boy. How would it be? How will richness come into that family life? Vashti refused to show up and she lost her place. Number two, that person that you see is King Ahasuerus. King Ahasuerus, his qualities. He is easily pursuable. He gets distracted very fast. Haman came and told him that the Jews should be destroyed. Immediately, he gave a signet ring and asked him to do so. Esther cried to the king saying that nothing should be done to the Jews, that they should not be touched. He agreed that too. He was easily pursuable. There are easily pursuable characters. Are you one of them tonight? If the world comes with a temptation, he'll easily give in to that. If God says something, he will give in to that too. Because you want both Herod and Weissman. That doesn't happen. May God release grace upon us to be stable in this unstable world. To be stable in the unstable times. To be stable, hallelujah, in an unstable culture. Ah, yeah, yeah. Amen. And to be steady, hallelujah, on the sure foundation of God's word. Tonight, if you feel you're unsteady and unstable and pursuable to do wrong things, and you can never stand in your decisions for the Lord. Lift your hands tonight and ask according to the firm to give you the humble yourself and say, Lord, give me the grace that I will not be pursuable. I will not be a compromiser. Hallelujah. Give me the grace to stand strong. That I'll stand strong. Come on. Hallelujah. And God will give you that grace and favor tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then we have another character. In the book of Esther, it is called Haman. He's called as the villain of the story. The Bible says he was a devious. He loses his happiness over small things. When Mordecai didn't bow down before him, he became angry because he did not get the respect that he thought he should get. He wants people to build his self-image and self-esteem. Everybody should always speak highly of him. He should always be the center of the topic. It's like, you know, some wives always keep her husband and say, how is this dress? How is this outfit? I know these girls ask their husbands. <laughs> Somebody's uh, giggling from there. I know she asks. <laughs> some people are like that. They keep wanting information. Haman was greedy and selfish. Bible scholars believe that Haman was wealthier and had more money than King Ahasuerus. But he used that money to get into the position. Haman even promised money to pay to king's 
treasuries to destroy the Jews. Let me tell you tonight, you might be influential, you might be rich, but never use against the kingdom of God. Never use against, hallelujah, the children of God. Never use your influence against to bring a man of God down. Hallelujah. Never use it against to bring a church down. Oh, God's servants, you will fall into the same pit that you have dug. I pray tonight as you're listening to the word of God that there will not be anyone who is watching me will ever fall into such a trap as that. In the name of the Lord, as a child of God, I pray God will give you a loyal heart. As a servant of God, I pray that the loyalty shall be a portion. Come on somebody tonight. That you will never ever come on if somebody watching me hallelujah happened to you repent of it tonight and say Lord I repent and respond to the goodness of God change my lifestyle change my culture change my heart change my sense tonight that's right some of you are senseless in the past but God is giving you sense tonight you will end up being hung on the same gallows that you have built pastor said in his experience if anyone prepares a trap against the one who serves God he has seen it or a child of God or anointed of God being used by God no matter what weaknesses they have he said he has always seen they will fall into that same trap in my life I've seen two experiences It will destroy you and your family. But the favor of God tonight, join yourself to the favor. It will serve you. It will serve you. And it will save you. Never do that in the last days. Bible says these things will happen. People will break the covenant, the truce with the church, with the men of God. But woe to the one who causes it. Don't be like a Haman. Tonight, in the blood name of Jesus, the spirit of Haman, that's why the Lord told you, be broken out of your life, out of a church, out of a system. Every disorder that came through a spirit of Haman, be broken down in the name of the Lord. Let there be supernatural, heavenly, word-based order, the Holy Spirit order, I release this in the name of Jesus. And God's people said, Amen. Oh, you need to give a big shout of Amen there. Come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Haman was a selfish and a greedy man. He was ambitious. He was a man out of control. He's not in control or under control. Esther had a mentor, Mordecai. Mordecai. Look at the fourth person. Mordecai. He never got any fame or name. He was the one who prepared Esther, who gave Esther a chance to be the queen. Only Esther got it. He was behind the scenes. Even the book is written in the name of Esther. But behind it, it was Mordecai. Similarly, hallelujah, I'm excited. This God is raising up some as mentors in this church. Not to be a hero, 
but to be a hero maker. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Some of your parents are going to be hero makers. You might not have become a hero, but you're going to be make a hero makers. Hallelujah. He's raising up a heart of a mentor. He's giving us an impartation of a mentor. He's giving us an anointing of a mentor. If you want this, lift your hands and receive it by faith in Jesus. You may have never been in the forefront or never been seen, but if because of you, the people that you mentor will be rising and shining for the Lord. Whether your own children or your spiritual children, because of your prayer, because of the word that you have given them and imparted into them, they will rise up as well in the name of Jesus. That's what we want to be like Mordecai. Hallelujah. The problem is we always want to be the heroes. Tonight, Pastor said, he wants to be a hero maker. Let's have the same attitude. And let's be hero makers. That's a problem. The problem with uh, today's people is, see, we are created to be comfortable. We are created to be comfortable. Anything that is sacrificial is not easy for us. It's alien to the human person. It takes the Holy Spirit to have a spirit of sacrifice. That's why the Bible says, if anybody wants to follow me, is to deny himself, take up the cross and follow the Lord. Because the smallest of the sacrifice, not even to eat the fruit of the tree, the Lord told Adam and Eve, they were so comfortable, they, comfort was good for them. But sacrifice that came, even the smallest of sacrifice, they couldn't do it because we are not created to be sacrificial. It takes the Lord himself to work in us. To forget about ourselves and said, Lord, if you want me to be a hero maker rather than a hero, I would gladly do it. Hallelujah. I don't see many amens coming out of that. Hallelujah. Everybody who comes to church, everybody who comes to this church, there's an anointing flowing here that will make you a minister of the gospel. So when you make a, somebody a hero maker, don't be jealous of that. Your opportunity will come too. Mordecai cried before the Lord when there was a writing issued against the Jews. Think about it. The cry went into the, right into Esther's palace where Esther was. And Esther was favored among all. And because he did that, Jesus came. Jews were preserved. Look at Luke 15. We read about a father who has two sons. But when he looked into this Bible, you will see three children in the Bible. Three children. When you look, look 15. First one is the prodigal son. He has a I don't care attitude. My life, my things, my ways, my relationship, my family. One, one like that in every family. It's called the black sheep. The Bible says he left home. He wasted all the resources God gave him. He wasted his life, drank, walked his own, own ways, went after women. God is touching somebody like that today, tonight. Today is your night of another chance. Take it. 
such children are not born again they are also born again children like that but the bible says he was dead inside they are dead when he came back he said my son was dead now he's alive such children causes pain to the heart of the parents they live a reckless life they are attracted to everything that is anti moral and if you live like that you'll go to hell and there's elder son he's a son but his heart is bitter and angry he has not left the home or he has not left the church even though he's in the house he does not have a relationship with the father god is dealing with some people tonight i know people who are in the house who don't have a relationship with their heavenly father the spiritual father their earthly father yet they live in their house they are basically wounded offended hurt people they don't know how much the father loves them they never understand or realize that the prodigal son knows that his father loves him but he wants to be independent he wants to go his own way the elder son the elder son does not know he's in the house but he does not know the father loves him the elder son is suffering from the fear of rejection insecurity he has a wrong perspective about his father he just tries through his efforts keeps working he's ready to serve the lord he's always ready to do whatever you want him to do but even that breaks the heart of the father he didn't have a relationship with the father in spite of living in the house when he came near the house he didn't ask the father the bible says he asked inquired on the servants about why the singing and dancing and uh, what is the song we are singing what was the boy singing the song super dance what is the super dance happening that's what it said when you have stumbled don't run away from god how many of you who sick run away from doctor or when a car breaks down how many of you run away from a mechanic if not why are you running away from the lord when you really need him the younger son ran away the elder son it is a distance from the father he's hurt somewhere he thinks the father likes the younger son and the father does not like him you hear people saying pastor like the people who give tithes it's an assumption when you look to the bible in philemon that same chapter is only one chapter there was a slave called onismenus onismus sorry onismus onismus correct who worked in philemon's house he deceived philemon stole away from him and ran away and at rome paul met him and through the ministry of paul onismus that's correct right yeah that's perfect onismus came to the lord and paul sends a letter to philemon and sends onismus onismus is back but but he saying philemon you you've been useful for me I know 
Onesimus has deceived you. He has stolen away, but now he is saved and he has been a blessing into my life. Paul is saying, the word he uses is profitable to me and he's like a son to me. So he's saying, to basically saying, Philemon, you are rich, you are wealthy, you have been useful to me in my ministry, you also been a blessing, but Onesimus is also a blessing, maybe more than you. Because he stood with me for the gospel. Hallelujah. So if you have a heart of a pastor, it doesn't matter that somebody is rich or somebody is poor or somebody is from a low income. Nothing. What matters to us is the gospel. What matters to us, who is standing with the gospel. Hallelujah. What matters to us, how we can advance the gospel together for the glory of God. Philemon might have opened the house. This guy opened the hut. Hallelujah. Only God can prepare opportunities for you. It doesn't matter you are rich or poor. You'll be profitable for the Lord and for His kingdom. It is not because of your family background or your position or your stature. Only one thing is this. He who is good and faithful. If you have a right relationship with the Lord in your heart, right towards the house of God, right towards the ministry God has entrusted you with, God will lift you up, honor you, then and there. So don't run away from the Father. Draw near to the Father. Look at somebody and said, draw near to the Father. If you need to draw close to the Father, you need to trust Him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, the Bible says. No relationship is possible without trust. What happens if the husband does not trust? Now, Some husbands and wives have this... Uh, what is that called? This finders. Yeah. The husband will know exactly where the wife is going. But against all that, but is it because of the lack of trust? Or between parents and children? How many of you know children says to us, you don't trust me? elder son didn't trust the father nor was he close to the father God is saying one thing learn to enjoy the party come on tonight learn to enjoy the party there's a party that God wants you to enjoy he's preparing his children a supernatural party if you receive this word you will be one of them come on not with alcohol or wine or women but be filled with the fatness of the word of God and with the anointing and the worship and the dance and the gifts of the Holy Ghost with the fruit of the Holy Spirit with praying in the tongues with gladly coming into the house of God being part of the community God has placed you within be part of the anointing and the vision God has placed you with it. Be part of doing something for the Lord. Be part of the evangelization. Be part of helping somebody tonight. That's partying for the Lord. Hallelujah. Come and enjoy. Don't stay afar. Be there every possible place you can be. And God who sees it will publicly reward you. Who is the third son? Who was favored above both of them? Who is that son? That son is nobody else. Jesus himself. Third son. He was telling the story. 
He is the third son in that. Matthew 3.17, Luke 3.22, Mark 1.11 all says the same word. It says, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved son, my favored son. He has favored above all. What is that all? Hallelujah. He's favored above all. That's the title of the talk. Favored above all. What is that all? Let's imagine the oldest son and the youngest son. Let's imagine, you know, my, uh, the oldest son and the youngest son, two sides coming. They don't look like sons, but just imagine they are sons. Priya took the place of oldest son. Very good. <laughs> and just, just imagine I'm the good guy, the third son. So there is the oldest son, the eldest son, there is the younger. The one who was not born again, who left the house, the other one is the oldest son. To understand that, we have to read Hebrews 3.5. And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house and a servant for a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterward. So the oldest son is a servant who is serving. He's that type of Old Testament service. Who is the one who understands the Old Testament? Hallelujah. The first son is away from the father's house. The elder son is in the house. He knows the commandments. He's serving the father. He works. He labors. But more than working for God, God is looking for a relationship. This son is doing everything. And without a relationship with the Father. God revealed Jesus to show us that we don't need to do anything. Before Jesus would do anything, Father's heart was overflowing with love for us. For His initial most important thing was to have a relationship with us just as he had a relationship with Jesus. The eldest son was serving and working but there was a fear behind it. What happens if I don't work? Will everything go bad for me? So with struggle, with much struggle, with more struggle, coming to serve. I'm not speaking about Priya, the eldest son. He was observing the commandments, doing all the duties. If you break one commandment, it's a big problem. Just imagine a person goes to a judge and says, I, I, I murdered one person, whereas my friend murdered 10 people. See, the judgment is same for everyone. Same punishment. Both are equally before God. Somebody said, I drink one peg, the other one drink hundred pegs. Both are wrong. Says, I had one relationship only with one man. He had three relationships. I mean, both are wrong. Both have the same punishment. But one God favors is favored above all. That's what Jesus shows us. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So one is saying, I'm trying to work. Another is saying, you know, I might have gone far away, but there might be better prodigals than me. What's the use? More than the one pointing to the younger son, point. <laughs> Who is walking in the Adamic nature away from the father. Or more than the one pointing to the elder son who tries to observe all the Old Testament laws. God favors the one who is his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Just imagine it's me. Who understand from the word of God. Does the older son who is in the Old Testament work? Does he wash his father's car? Yes. He washed his father's car. Imagine I am the third son, Jesus. I also wash father's car. But I know within me that that, that is mine too. I know that what belongs to my father is mine. I do it because father is more important than anybody else. For the elder son, it is not father who is important, but his work. That's why he said, did you know that I did this? I did that. I did this. I did that. Don't you know? For him, his entire problem is work. So that if you don't get a ministry in church, we'll go to another church. Why? Because work is more important than the father. You, get, you know, I've been so many years, if I don't get ministry, I'll go to another church. Why? Because work is more important than the father. God use, doesn't use us here, we'll go there. Hallelujah. We go to other churches because he's a servant. He's an Old Testament mindset. For the third son, it is not a servant. His father is the most important thing for him. I pray tonight that your heart shall be open to this truth. He come to do the father's will. And what pleases the father? If the father told him to simply sit, he will simply sit. Because the relationship was more important than work. Oh, come on somebody. Esther had a relationship with Mordecai. That's why she was a team worker. The relationship with Mordecai was more important. She didn't say, oh, my thing is God, now I'll do what I want. She didn't say, relationship. In the New Testament church, it is not works, but relationship that is important. You are father's beloved son. Everybody say, I'm father's beloved son. Jesus took your punishment, He took your sin, He took your curse through the blood and made you righteous. And He said, you are the beloved of the Father. God likes you. That's why you are favored above all. Hallelujah. Come on somebody. Because Jesus took the place that we were in and He gave us His place. That's why just as He was favored above all, you today are favored above all. Even if you don't win a single soul, He loves you. Even if you don't write a single song, He loves you. In the Old Testament, He was trying through His efforts. But here only one thing matters. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I am favored above all. 
Because under grace. So when, because of that, when you have relationship for the Father, what comes is not works or pleasing the Father by works. What comes is stewardship and responsibility. That's what relationship brings. Everybody says stewardship and responsibility. You have a sense of responsibility. My God, this is my father's house. You steward what God has given you. You steward the church. You steward the giftings. You steward everything God has placed in the church. If there, Even if it is a car, God has blessed you with it. Steward it without crashing it anywhere, washing it with much care. Because I need to take care of it. Everything that is the Father is mine. To grow in favor means according to your sense of responsibility, according to your ability to steward things faithfully, God opens new levels of authority, levels of blessing. It's according to the relationship. Everything is yours, but according to the level of maturity, stewardship, responsibility, God opens it up for you. Everybody say Amen. Lift your hands and say, help me to be a good steward. Amen. So, God wants us to be favored like the son. Not like the oldest son. Not that the youngest son is important, but like the favored above all. Who knows? He's the beloved. Relationship is more important than I'm the beloved of the Lord. In the Old Testament, Genesis 13, Bible says Abraham was rich in silver, gold and cattle. But he is asking for a son in Genesis 15. Why? Because he is asking who will be an heir to all that I have. Should Eliza be a heir? He is a servant. So even Abraham was saying, I don't want a servant to be the heir. I want a son. You've seen people have everything. They have more than enough money. More than enough houses. But they're crying for one child. Why? Because if they had to entrust everything they have, it should be a son, a child. Similarly, God the Father, He has everything. He shall supply, the Bible says, all your need according to His riches and glory. He has everything. But who is He going to supply it? To a responsible son. According to the level of relationship, Everything God has is yours. Bible says, the world is ours. 1 Corinthians 3.21 says, the world is ours. So everything is ours. Just as we, I don't give my Skoda car to Eliza to drive, but it's hers. Everything I have is hers. God does not give it to you, not that He doesn't love you, but He lives according to your responsibility, your stewardship. And that's what the younger son became when he came back. Come on. That's why he could give everything to him. Oh, come on somebody. When you read the Greek words in, in this chapter, you will know he came back as a responsible son. He understood the heart of the father. Tonight, 
as a pastor of the church, I am looking for sons and daughters who I can entrust the responsibilities, who will take care of the house, who you can tell them the visions and entrust the ministry, that who will not backbite you. will be a steward the prodigal son initially it came it comes from a pride and rebellion the comparatively the elder son was better but he was a servant i'm willing to work with him but i won't walk with him that's that's that that I, I see many people in that boat. Pastor, I will work with him, but I'll not walk with him. You have to walk with the heavenly father. You have walked with the vision that God has given. Look at somebody and say, I am the beloved son of the Lord. I am the favored of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're convinced of that, your prayer will change. Look at the way Jesus prayed. He went to the tomb of Lazarus and he said, Lord, I thank you. You hear me. As a matter of fact, I thank you. Always hear me. See the way the confidence in his praying. I thank you for the healing that you've given me. I thank you. It comes from thanksgiving. It comes with confidence. If you are know that you are a son, you know that healing, inheritance, it's all yours. Bible says healing is the bread of his children. If a crumbs fall upon you, every demonic bondage will leave. Tonight, certain bondages are broken away from your life in the blood name of Jesus. I can feel certain hearts being set free, certain wounded hearts being healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Certain understanding and realization, a capacity to understand things. Oh, the level of maturity is coming into your system in the name of Jesus. Your eyes are opening. Certain burdens are leaving your body. Some of you, after listening to the message, you go and look at your face in the mirror, 10 years would have left your life. Hallelujah. Some people have inability to give or receive love. It's a sign of sickness. If you can't trust anyone, if you're doubting everyone and suspicious of everyone, your words are always sharp and bitter. That's how the elder son was. See, sharp and bitter. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. See, both are going together now. Praise God. Didn't even mention in the Bible, but it's happening in Petra Church. <laughs> to be favored above all, what you need is discovery. And then let's pray together. Discover the heart of the Father. Number one. 
Number two, understand who you are. That you are a son. That you are a child, you are a son. And that's when you have that confidence. You will pray. You will pray with that confidence. But if you don't know that, you don't have confidence. If your hands are tonight, say, Lord, fill me with your love. 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 Thank you, Jesus. In the Old Testament, God did not make Eliza or Eliasa as the heir. Eliasa as the heir. God gave Abraham a son of his own. When God asked for that son to be offered in Mount Moriah, the Bible says Abraham did so. And the Lord said to him, I will make you a large nation. In the same way, when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, God said to bringing many sons to glory. Come on, somebody. God created the church. Hallelujah. Because Jesus gave his own life for us. Father has received us. That son who he is very well preached. He gave us the same position. Hallelujah. That's why you are a special child. Say, I'm a special child. Says, I am rare. Because there is no one like you on this earth. You are one of a kind. Lift your hands and say, I'm one of a kind. <laughs> Which means, if you are gone now, you are gone forever. If you die, God will not create another like you. What God has created you, only you can fulfill that purpose. That's why you are so important. You are unique. Even your fingerprints. Each eye is different to you. You cannot be replaced. I have three children. All three are different. I cannot replace any of them. Each one is special. The same way God has a plan for each one of them. And I also have plans about my children. Each one of them. Tonight, God has a plan for each one of you. Lift your hands and thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are favored above all. But you don't walk in the Old Testament. We study about favor from the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, if you understood that you are valuable, you have a relationship with Father. And accordingly, your sense of responsibility and stewardship will change. As the favor of God increases upon you. So tonight, you're favored above all. I don't serve God out of duty, but I serve God out of a relationship. Knowing that whatever Father has, it's mine too. I am not the servant of the vineyard. I am the owner with my father of the vineyard. Come on. Hallelujah. You are hair and join hairs. You are not a servant. Hallelujah. You are an owner who serves. Come on. Hallelujah. If you believe that, lift your hands and thank the Lord. God has made you hair with God. Go hair with Christ. And said, Hallelujah. Because of my son, you are my beloved. Who am well pleased. Because just as Jesus had a relationship with the father, you too have a relationship with the Father. Amen. Jesus gave that to us when He died on the cross. Amen.
So if you have received that, you are the beloved child of the Lord. Amen. And you are highly favored. You are favored above all. And from that place when we serve the Lord, we become fruitful and our fruit will last. So God bless you. Let's worship the Lord together. Lift your hands and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and say, I am favored above all. Hallelujah.